Welcome back to Big Boss Mirror with Brandy Von Holten. Today, I have someone by the name of Alina Sherbina, and that is actually her name. It is. It rhymes a little bit. So, Alina, do you ever have anybody say anything about your name rhyming? All the time. Oh, my All God. All the time. <laughs> I was always worried about marrying a, a man with, like, the last name of, like, Dandy or something, because then mm-hmm. I'd be Brandy Dandy. Uh, you know, you know, I used to do full contact fighting and they had uh, one time it was Brandy versus Candy. Uh-huh. OK, that was our first names. But the last names were Von Holten versus Esparza. Like we sounded so much cooler by our last name instead of our first name. First names, it sounded like we were going to do like mud wrestling or uh-huh. something. OK, <laughs> so here we yeah. go. All right. So I brought Alina on here because she's going to be talking about some insurances and investments. And I know that doesn't sound like something that's like, oh, heck yeah, but this right here podcast is about um, trying to be, like it's about planning, it's about um, a sisterhood that we're trying to do. Well, here's the deal is my husband and I, our business, like we have to have so much insurances, but then not, not just insurance for our facility, but then we have to have medical insurance, we have life insurance, um, and then I'm wanting to get a long-term disability insurance. Like right now, if something happened and I died, like, yeah, David would be living a good life, you know, but if <laughs> what if I don't die? So I've got to get long-term disability. And then um, also, she's going to be talking about investments. So a lot of people... Um, they might not be ready for investments, but there's always room for those. So I know that one of my goals is to make money while I'm asleep. Right. Okay. I right. want to make money while I'm asleep instead of it just being an hourly wage because, you know, like the the American dream that people think about just work all of this time, it, it doesn't leave you with enough money at the end of your life to be able to do things and to take care of things. So um, she's going to be talking to us about investments because I want to be a big boss mayor. Dude, I want to have a second home. I want to have a home that is in uh, Playa del Carmen or Costa Rica. We want to be able to have nice things in our life. And I I know that I cannot keep working at the rate that I am. I mean, that's not sustainable for, you know, forever. So right. I've got to get smarter. And uh, having your money work for you is is pretty cool. So I brought, awesome. I brought her in here because she's got all sorts of business insight. Okay, mm-hmm. so, and I like to tell people, like, the backstory. So um, right now, so this podcast will be... Um, aired for years but you know right now what's going on is that we're right after COVID and I'm actually running for the Pettis County Health Board Mm -hmm. which that election will be in a few days so by the time y'all hear this you'll either know if I made it on there or I didn't but there's a a lot of concerned um, people about how things were handled and I was looking for people if they if I could come and talk to um people at their business, okay, Uh, because we have a rough road in front of us, and there's a lot of people that are concerned, so um, she had reached out to me first, and whenever I was there, I was like, oh, what do you do, what do you do, well, then we got to talking about life insurances, 
And then there was some issues with, Mm -hmm. it turns out there was some issues with our life insurance. My life insurance, um, it, it just was not working for us as well as what we thought we were. And whenever we called to get a copy of it, Mm -hmm. we were told no, and it would be $50, but then um, we could ask questions, but they wouldn't give us a copy of the actual policy. And I'm like, oh, oh, what you doing? What are you doing? Oh, my red gosh. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. that's, that says red flags all over it. Oh, yeah. It looks like, um, you know, transparency means honesty. And as soon as something mm-hmm. or someone is not transparent and they are trying to, and it seems like they're trying to hide something, it's because they are. And right. you need to put your running shoes on, pull your hair back in a ponytail, and you need to get the heck out of there. Okay, so that was the feeling that I got. And my husband was like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, I had no idea. And I'm over here like, boy, where's the life insurance policies <laughs> at? I was like, if, you, if he died, I mean, me and him have like a very open relationship about yeah. – if you know when not if mm-hmm. we die okay and with our business i mean something can happen it's called accidents you know right. um i was like we need to have a copy of our freaking life insurance right here in a in a folder that's close up he had it in like a box upstairs behind some trophies <laughs> in a box for 2014 and it wasn't he could only find one of our two policies mm-hmm. okay so we were like i was like we need to live our life better you know, so I know David's 47, I'm 41 right now, and I, you know, this is something, uh, some of the people I went to high school with are, are dropping off, you know, mm-hmm. like their time is done, and I mean, that's scary, because like, I feel like, you know, we're just now finally getting a grasp on things, getting our feet underneath us, and then, I don't know, it's not like this, like, happy moment to be like, oh, let's talk, like, oh, let's go pick out headstones, and let's get life insurance ready, but I do want to be prepared. With Von Holten Ranch, Mm -hmm. um, my husband has, he's almost done building everything, okay? Now, this is going to make me sound like an evil woman, so pay attention, especially if you're one of my haters that's just listening (laughs) to try to get some (laughs) dirt. Listen up, girl. (laughs) and then go live your life better but anyways um the job that I do like for example yesterday yesterday I I um I partnered with a business that's got I've got over 200 custom-made brats coming for this event on Saturday Mm -hmm. and I made all of the marketing material I'm in these Facebook groups and shared it answered questions I um booked this massive kite um event where these kites are larger than a semi oh my gosh and what I'm going to do is I've decided I'm going to sell the ability to come watch this circus in the sky Mm -hmm. to nine different businesses and they can bring a hundred people each Okay, Okay. so like the only reason I'm doing that is because then those people know that we exist and it's going to be affordable for them because I'm going to charge them $500, but they get to bring 100 people. That's great. So, like, and then I ordered 28 cases of custom ice cream. 
And then I'm working with a photographer to be able to get her logo put onto a color change spoon. So then I don't have to pay for spoons, but then she does marketing and I do marketing. That's awesome. Partnership, partnering, networking. Mm -hmm. That's the stuff I did yesterday. Yesterday, my husband welded on a a gate, but it took him all day long because it's a Mm -hmm. massive gate. Well, so with life insurances, if something happened to me, my job is going to be a lot harder to replace. Mm-hmm. My husband's job, I know that I can hire people to do welding, and he does, like, the maintenance on our place. Yeah. So here we go. Here's the evil statement is that um, for our business purposes, I could live without him easier than what he could live without me. Like, the business would mm-hmm. continue on without David. It would be horrible, and I would hate that, and I would be it would be awful. But for David, if he didn't have Brandy doing crazy stuff with kites and ice creams and, <laughs> and brats and making these events, he, he doesn't even know our passwords to a lot of our Facebook accounts and stuff. Yeah. So I need to make sure... That I have, if something happens to me, if I'm on one of our crazy mules and I mm-hmm. check out, that I need to know that some that some things are going to get paid off because then he would be able to handle the ranch while he figures out how to do that on his own. Right. right. So, like, life insurance, and then the same thing. I mean, I'm going to be devastated. David and I are like... Dan and Ann from where the red fern grows. <laughs> if one of us goes, I'm sure yeah. the other one will go not very long afterwards because we're so connected. But then I want to strangle him sometimes too. You know, I think that's just normal. Normal but, marriage, yeah. Right? yeah. But life insurance is just, it is, you need to know your stuff. You need to know where your policy's at. Yes. And you need to make sure you have a good policy. Something that Alina told me about was that some life insurance policies have it to where if you're in a car wreck and it takes you more than 10 days to die, that they do not have to pay out then. No, that'd be something like an accidental policy. Mm-hmm. And it's no longer an accident. If something happened in the hospital, it's... Well, you know, and here's the deal is if I'm in a wreck, mm-hmm. I know I'm going to be holding on. You know, I'm so dang headstrong. It's going to mm-hmm. take everything in the world for me to check out. You know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be fighting it. You know, yeah. it might take me 11 or 12 days, but I'm going to be fighting it the whole way. But the fact that if it takes more than 10 days, mm-hmm. then it's no longer considered accidental. Yeah. Yeah, that's no. It's very, li- like, their list of what they actually cover is so limited they hardly ever pay out, and that's why the policies are so cheap. You can get a ton of coverage for real cheap, and people think they're set. They think they're, you know, I've got a great deal, mm-hmm. but what's that great deal going to cover for you? What is it going to do for your family? Right. Mm-hmm. I know, and like, you know, this family farm to us, I mean, my husband's fourth generation to own this family farm, you know, mm-hmm. and it would just be catastrophic if we thought that we were we're paying you know we pay for this stuff every year and then to find out that we weren't really covered I mean it would just be like two deaths he would have to deal with my death and then he would have to deal with the death of our family farm right I mean like I know that's like and I've seen it happen before yeah I've talked to people that they depended on something like an accidental policy. And um, 
what happened was it was a heart attack. Heart attack's not an accident. It was not covered. Um, they got nothing out of it. She was losing the home, and um, it was just devastating. She was like, I don't know where I'm going to go. I don't know what I'm going to do. It was it was a very sad experience, definitely. Right. So, okay, here's the deal. A lo- okay, now that I've – all right, I'm going to back up for two seconds. Okay. Okay. Before this year, before I ever decided to run for an elected position, I always thought that politicians were icky. I always mm-hmm. thought that they had, like, this hidden agenda. I also don't trust insurance salesmen. And you know what? That's so and, common yeah. in the industry, and there's a good reason for it. And that's right. what I want to share with you yeah. about because I have a personal story of why I do what I do. Why right. did I even get into this? I didn't grow up thinking, hey, when I grow up, I'm going to be an insurance sales girl. No, that does not go along <laughs> with, like, astronaut or a horse no, jockey. No. Be like, I'm going to sell insurance. But it's changing no. people's lives. It really is. I, you know, and, and the awesome thing is it's not just insurance that we, what, that you know, what I do. And I'm able to really, um, I truly feel that I make a million-dollar difference in people's lives. And, and I'll share with you what I mean by that, but... I want them to know mm-hmm. you first, though, because, like, I will tell you. Okay, so yeah. you are you are Russian, right, or Ukrainian? Yeah. Okay. I, my mom's Ukrainian. My dad's from Belarus. Um, that's that's kind of part of my story. You know, yeah. I, I grew up here. I came here when I was four. Yeah. And so I grew up in the U.S., but my parents came here, and their English was extremely limited, Um, I come from a large family, so my mom stayed home and took care of the kids all the time. She never worked outside of the home. Um, My dad just uh, basically took whatever jobs he was able to to support the family. Mm -hmm. So nothing that was even, nothing that even offered a 401k or any retirement. Not that he'd be able to understand that terminology anyway. Right. um, But that kind of stuff did not exist in the country where we came from. At least not for people are... um, financial level like we weren't some wealthy people living in that country at that no mm-hmm. I think uh you know my family we lived um you know nothing wrong we were in a single wide trailer for almost mm-hmm. all of my life until we moved to Arkansas and then we were in a home that after my parents sold it not too long ago it had to be demoed like it had to be taken completely down yeah. so like no girl like started from the bottom now we're here like <laughs> I'm all like oh that's my jam right there that's my jam so yes. you were talking about how your parents had limited English I will tell mm-hmm. you that okay so my parent I was born in South Texas but then raised in Arkansas and there is oh my gosh there are so many differences in language already mm-hmm. um and then now my husband makes fun of me I don't know, because I call, like, a shopping cart, I call it a buggy. And I'm like, go get me a buggy. And he's like, what's wrong with you? Can you not talk right? Or the, oh, growing up, a stocking cap, okay, Mm -hmm. like the little cloth ones. My parents always called it a toboggan. Well, a toboggan is like a sled, okay? okay? But... My whole family, and then we, whenever I go visit them, they're like, hey, give me a toboggan. So, like, apparently there must have been, like, a small something sold of those called a toboggan, and they, like, locked in on that. And my husband's just like, 
don't say those words in public. Oh my gosh. You know, that's so funny. like, even though I was speaking English, I wasn't speaking the English everybody else knew. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we Arkansas. were speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Your own kind? Oh, something. It, well, yeah. and then being from South Texas. But now I've lived in Missouri for a while. And so you just moved to Missouri also. Didn't you live in Georgia? I did. I lived in Georgia. Um, Started out in California. That's where my family came to when we just moved to We won't hold that against you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I look back now. Since, you know, I grew up in California, moved to Georgia, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. When I go back to visit, I'm like, how did I live here? (laughs) Yeah. I loved the whole Southern hospitality. It's so true. I I loved living in Georgia. Um, I love living here in Missouri now, too, definitely. But um, that that was something that I don't want to. I go visit, but I don't want to move back there. To Georgia or to California? No, to California. Oh, yeah. I'll go visit, yeah. I've always wanted to go there, but I've never been there. I was supposed to... The closest I ever got was I had a fight in Austin, Texas, and three uh-huh. days later I was supposed to fight in San Jose. Yeah, and but I broke my hand. Oh no! So like I was like no, like yeah. I mean I even had it scheduled. I don't know. The world's keeping me away from California. Maybe <laughs> I need to try to listen. So tell yeah. me what got you into this. What made you get into insurance? Okay, so I'll share that story with you, but um. To help relate that, mm-hmm. I want to start off with why you're running for your election right now for right. the Pettis County Health Board. So it's not something that, like you said, you weren't in politics. You kind of right. thought, like, mm, I don't know, you know, they, they're yeah. kind of dirty. <laughs> and so you weren't always there, but the reason why you decided to step out and, and do something about it and run for that office was really because you saw, saw something that was wrong, um, that needed to be corrected, and that people needed to hear the truth and know, you know, what they can do about it. Right. And so that's very relatable to why I got started in this industry. Um, you know, when, like I had mentioned, like, I didn't always think I'd always do this. Um, when I was in my early 20s, I was already married, pregnant with my first child, and knew nothing about money. I was already, we had some debt from the wedding and everything, and, um, you know, because my parents' um, English that was limited, and also because a lot of the financial things that we have here in this country did not exist there. That wasn't something they could teach me about. Um, so, so like my, um, management of money and taxes. I mean, yeah, and they were always um, they were good about not getting into debt. Mm-hmm. They didn't know how to get a credit card, but they believed that hey, we need to pay cash for everything, so stay out of debt. They were great about that. Um, But you know how it is here. Like the first thing you get out of high school, you start into college and there's, here's all these credit cards, you know, everywhere you go, you're bombarded with it. And it's fun when you don't know what you're getting into. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, you know what? I had that bug bite me whenever Mm -hmm. I was in college. I moved out from my parents' house. And then do you know... Within the first three years, I had 13 credit cards. And I was just like, ching, 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 ching. This Mm -hmm. is so much fun. But then I, I've gotten out of that, and yeah. then, but then I had to raise my credit score after that. I mm-hmm. mean, um, I mean, it's only been. I know credit scores now go what up to eight fifty, yeah. and now 
Now it's not, I mean, it took me years to fix that. I mean, not that I didn't make the payment. It's just that I had so much mm-hmm. open debt, and then I had to pay some of them off. Yeah. And then it was awful because then you felt like, you know, it didn't feel real. So then I had all this debt. So then I was having to make money to pay that. And then it felt like I was, you know. Working for free. Working for free, even mm-hmm. though I had had fun earlier. Yeah. But, boy, you know, it didn't feel like when it was time, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul. I didn't want to pay Paul. I wanted Paul to go away. <laughs> right, right. So, see, that was my, that was our situation there, you know. And um, I had a friend at church that um, asked me at one point. We started talking, and he's like, hey, you know, do you have any insurance? You know, I see you guys are about to have a baby soon. Do you guys have any life insurance? And I looked at him and kind of laughed at the question. I'm like, I'm in my early 20s. I'm not planning to die anytime soon. Like, what are you talking about? And I mean, looking back at it now, I realize how ignorant my answer was, you know, because I, you know, just didn't realize I I didn't know the need for it. Like, what's the point of it? Don't want to leave those babies. Mm -hmm. You know, you're already leaving them without a mama. You don't want to leave them with right not ability to, you know, to be taken. You don't want to have that gap. Right. Right. And, and I've, I have a lot of, uh, you know, friends that I've made over the years that had that situation that they lived through that. Um, uh, One of one of my friends out in California had a story of where when his dad passed away with no insurance, his mom couldn't afford the kids. So they basically the court took them away and they were kind of scattered and bounced Mm -hmm. around consistently. And like I think back and I mean, it's emotional hearing his story, but I'm like, wow, I would never want my kids to lose either myself or their dad and then not be able to, you know, even be with them because of the money situation. So, um, I had, you know, at that point I didn't know the need, but I knew that my parents had had something. And I told them, you know, I know my mom and dad have some kind of insurance. I don't know what they have. I don't even understand how that stuff works, but if you want to come look at it and tell us about it, sure. You know, so he came out and he's licensed in the area. He's looking at it and he's like, so you've never read this. And I'm like, uh, nope. And you know, obviously with my parents as English, um, they wouldn't, even if they try to read, they wouldn't understand what they're reading really. So, um, basically they were sold by an agent who speaks Russian and sold a product that they had no idea how it worked. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit what was in their mind, like what did they think they have, and then what did they really have. Okay. You know, because that, that's what really sparked, um, like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get a license, and I'm going to learn this stuff, you know. So what they had thought they had was, um, you know, they applied for 25000 in life insurance. They couldn't really afford much. Right. So they're like, if something happens to us, one of us is going to get 25000 so that, you know, we can do a funeral. Burial expenses mm-hmm. can right. get you on just a little bit to get you going again. Yeah, and so they had that 25000 coverage, and then they had um, a policy that is known as a cash value policy, something that's supposed to last them their entire life that had a little cash savings account attached that was supposed to grow at a decent rate so that, you know, if they needed that money beforehand, they could use it. That's the way it's sold. Okay. And so what we had come to find out in reading the contract is, um, you know, they're actually paying for two things, but they're really only ever going to get one. 
So okay, so what does that mean? So they think they're mm-hmm. they were paying for two things. Okay, say it again. Okay, okay. So the type of policy they have, mm-hmm. um, and it comes in different names, but it it works pretty much the same. So you'll have it, it could be called universal, variable, indexed. Um, I mean, flexible life. They have all these different names for it, but it's really your insurance and a little savings account bundled together. So you're paying for two because some money goes, some of your premium goes for that covering your insurance and some goes into that savings account. Okay. Just like, just like in my mortgage, Mm -hmm. when I make one payment, part of it goes towards the principal and part of it goes towards the interest. Okay. So it's one payment, but it's really two things. Okay. Two things. And so they're thinking that, that the way it's sold is that, Hey, you know, um, if you need that, if you ever run into a, like a financial rut and you need some money, then you can use that cash value for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's sold as like, hey, you could supplement your um, retirement or, hey, you could send your kid to college on that kind of money. So, you know, it sounds like a good thing. And if, if you're paying a certain amount, it doesn't sound if you're paying a little higher of a premium, it doesn't sound too bad because you're paying for two things. It's not just insurance you're paying. Right. It sounds logical. Mm-hmm. But um, at, if you really think about it, would you get a car insurance policy and attach a savings account to it? No. No. <laughs> but they that do that. That goes into the other category of things I don't fully trust. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So this is what they were sold. And what happens is, like, as we were going through the contract, we realized that their cost of insurance was going up every single year. Now, mind you, they're paying the same amount of dollars. Um, they're paying 50 bucks a month for the past seven years of, of this contract already. Right. But the cost is going up every year. And since the cost is going up every year and they're paying the same dollar amount, um, at one point, what they're paying for premium is not enough. And okay. when it's not enough, they, the company starts taking the difference out of that savings account to cover the cost of insurance. Okay, so you're saying that, okay, you're saying that the, okay, so the amount that they were paying, mm-hmm. how did it become not enough? Well, because in the contract, there's a schedule that says uh, every year that you have this contract, your cost of insurance goes up because you're higher oh, risk. Okay, you know? so it might be, instead of being... it's really going to be $56. Yes. Okay. And in the beginning, it's not a significant number, but as you start climbing that age, I mean, it jumps crazy expensive. Okay. So the policy they thought would last them their whole life, like their kids would never have to worry about how they're going to bury their parents, um, was going to run out by the age, like early 70s. Okay. Because the cost of insurance was eating their cash value, which would eat their policy completely because when the cash value is zero, the whole thing terminates. You can't have a policy with no cash value in it. You can't have, they didn't, if you had a zero balance on that little bitty side Mm -hmm. savings account, then it was null and void. Yes. Oh, see this right here makes me want to fight Yeah. because that ticks me off because Mm -hmm. you know how many people, um, they don't realize that there's so many people that don't realize all sorts of stuff, you know, and you know what it takes to, to learn, mm-hmm. it takes some evil, evil things to happen to other people. Right. So, okay, all right. So, so, so you other, figured this out. Yeah. The crazy thing is too. What what is often never told by the agent is that, like I said, the cash value is really not your money until you turn a hundred, and now it's till one twenty. Like that's when it's really your money. Before that, if you ever touch that money, it's going to be a loan. And particularly for my parents, it would be an 8% loan. Okay. 
So, yeah, yeah, 8% seems Mm -hmm. nice if, but it's not. It's not because if you're not paying it back, you get interest on interest. And let's just say they borrowed some money out of that and Mm -hmm. there's interest on it now and say uh, mom or dad passes. Well, they're going to say, well, you owe us this much plus interest. We're going to take that out of your death benefit and whatever's left over you get to keep. See, so this story right here, this is why people don't trust insurance salesmen. I know, it's terrible. This is why, yeah. So how do you get rid of, mm-hmm. how do people get rid of that loophole? So to me, like, that was a legal scam. I right. was upset that they did that to them, you know? Mm-hmm. And honestly, the majority of life insurance in the industry is that kind of insurance, it does everything for the company. It does everything for the agent who sells it. And it does nothing for the client. And so there is another product out there that is great for the client. And, you know, the agent won't make as much money on it, but it's the right thing for people. Right. And that day I learned about a concept that, like, literally changed my life. It, it, they taught me about buying term and investing the difference. So buying a term policy because you can get a lot more coverage Mm -hmm. for a lot less cost and invest um, in a real investment, in an IRA, in a 401k, where you can get great growth, not in a policy where you get maybe a 3 or 4%, but that gets eaten up by all the fees involved in that contract. So a term policy means that you set the age at which you no longer have life insurance. Mm-hmm. So my husband and I bought into this because at a certain age, we are going to have... He's not going to have that big gap. I mean, hopefully our business will get paid off, and he won't need that surplus of money mm-hmm. because because uh, right now the reason he would need a surplus of money is just to get his feet underneath him whenever, um, like, because he, he wouldn't be able to do the marketing and the strategy things that I do to create mm-hmm. events. So that's why he would need a bulk amount of money right now. But when we get older, mm-hmm. he doesn't need that. I mean, like... Then it's just going to be burial, burial right. expense. And what you're talking about is is also something that I had learned about. It's called the theory of decreasing responsibility. Mm-hmm. Over time, the the maybe the debt or liabilities or, you know, for a lot, like for me and my husband, like, you know, in 35 years, my kids are going to be grown and hopefully out of the house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my house will be paid off. My business is paid off. Everything I, 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 like you said, all I'll need money is just for burial expense, which if I'm going to be investing correctly, right. I should have way over, you know, several million dollars in my investment account, which if something happens to me or him, that's enough to do a funeral and for right. the, <laughs> the rest of us, to yeah. whichever one of us is still alive to continue to live, you know, at that point. So insurance companies, a lot of them want you to think that you need to insurance for the rest of your life forever. Right. And you I don't. don't. Yeah. No, I don't need, no. When I'm 70, mm-hmm. I don't need a massive policy you know, I don't need that massive policy. Right. You don't. And and if we do our finances right, you know, we don't need that. It's that the fact is that if you don't plan and you end up still, you know, having a lot of those liabilities and stuff, then, yeah, you will need some, right. you know, insurance then as well. Um, but that day I also learned about what financial independence means because, um, you know, and everybody can achieve it. It's It's just... You know, if you don't have a plan, you're never going to get there. Okay, so you said the term 
financial independence. Yes. Boy, that sounds like <laughs> sign me up. I'll take yes. two, please. <laughs> I mean, I, that was that was those were terms that I never heard. Like, you know, from my parents or even like in my, you know, I was in my early 20s. Who in their early 20s talks about financial independence? Like, I mean, at least in my circle of people. Right. <laughs> I think a 20-year-old is just like, I want to go to Cancun this year. Mm-hmm. Or they're just like, I'm going to rule the world or I'm trying to get out of college or I'm having <laughs> kids. You know, it's just yeah. like, well, you know, I don't see them being like, I want to have financial independence. Right. Is that financial, financial indep- independence? Yeah. yeah. And so what I had learned about that term is that just means that one day I'm going to retire and never have to worry about going back to work because I need the money. Okay. I'm going to have, I'm going to set aside Enough to where I can enjoy my life and not have to worry about, you know, when's my next check coming in because I need to pay certain things off. I I don't owe anything to anyone. I have money coming in. Like you said, money's coming in while you're asleep. Right. You know, Um, that is financial independence. And I had never heard about that before. You know, that was my first um, time I kind of came across that. Right. I'm wanting to have like books that I've written be able to be sold all the time and then I'm also wanting my money mm-hmm. that I invest to be able to be making me money while I'm asleep. That's what I mean by that is like even whenever I'm asleep I want to be able to make right. make money. Yeah. 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 Uh, struggling is is overrated. (laughs) I hate struggle. Like today, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I did a video about waste not want not. And I I did a video of my boots Mm -hmm. of what it takes for me to replace a pair of boots. And like, (laughs) you know, a lot of people love shopping. And I'm just like, I Mm -hmm. hate shopping. I hate spending money. But boy, it would be a nicer life if I didn't have to worry. You know what I mean? If If I had two, three pair of boots, if I had something, you know, like, you know, but right now I'm so frugal and, uh, it's exhausting. You know what I mean? I wish I could be like, eh, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You know, so (laughs) tell us how to get to that. Eh, It doesn't matter stage in our life. So, you know, uh, there's this saying that goes by, you know, no one plans to fail. Most just fail to have a plan. So, like, we'll Ooh, girl. Okay, so hold on. Hold on. That's a good one. Uh-huh. All right, say it again. Okay, so no one plans to fail. Nobody, no, nobody no. ever plans to fail. Like, we don't wake up thinking, oh, you I'm know. I'm going to fail today. I'm going to fail. <laughs> I'm going to start this diet, and then tonight, I'm going to eat everything. <laughs> that would be so much fun. Right, but see, there's no game plan for the most part. Right. And that's why you can't get to where you want to get. And so you think about it. Like we a lot of times plan for our birthdays or we plan for a wedding, like a whole year spent for planning for one day that right. lasts a couple hours. And it's beautiful. It is. It yeah. is. But it's we, a lot of planning. <laughs> so here we go. What was this? So, so, you know, the point about this was that we plan, we spend all this time planning for uh, one day or one hour, or maybe a vacation, a one week event. Right. And then our retirement is like a 20 year plus event that most people don't take the time to plan. Right. You know what? I think our, our society, including myself, uh, it's just hard to plan for the long game, Mm -hmm. but then not planning for that long, long game is, is so much fear. And you know, like you don't realize, okay, Whenever my husband and I used to go on vacations, we didn't do Mm all-inclusive, but whenever we did 
start going to an all-inclusive so all of our meals are paid for we didn't realize how much more relaxed we were whenever we knew that that was taken care of and so the other day whenever we switched our life insurance policies over to with Alina um, the fact that I knew that I'd be able to call and get a copy of my policy the fact that I understood the policy better it gave me a lot of security you know, and like with us, like um, it's crazy how things make you, you didn't even realize that stress was there. It's just like at the end of the year, we used to have to pay like almost ten grand in commercial property taxes. Yeah. Well, now I have us on a monthly payment. Mm-hmm. So this last year, um, whenever it came time for that big payment, mm-hmm. it was already done. We had like given up. Well, it was a big relief. I mean, wow. it was horrible all year long though, but, <laughs> but then um, we didn't have to, then it wasn't winter and we were like, oh my gosh, we mm-hmm. don't have to cut down walnut logs. We don't have to sell. We don't have to yeah. try to get people to do something like to send so much money right then. So like that preparation it makes you feel like the this burden has been lifted upon you. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with meal prep. Like right now, I have a lady that I'm buying some meals done. It I never realized how stressed I was about something until it was gone. <laughs> okay, and it sounds so dumb. But then the yeah. fact that people are not preparing, yeah. like they think that they're going to start it later. But if they start it later, they're not going to be able to have that big compounding. No, like, no. Yeah. It's, it's really time in the market, time in, mm-hmm. you know. Um, that's a common misconception people are like well I gotta time it to get in right and get out right no it's time in so the sooner you start the better off you will be because Mm -hmm. you have more doubling periods in your lifetime right you know and it's just like really sad to see uh people in their like you know later 60s and 70s still having to work because they need to make ends meet right you know and I just I saw the way my parents were in their retirement And, um, I'm like, you know, I love my parents, but I don't want to live like they did. I want to do better for myself. And they brought me to this country so I can do that. Right. So why not? If I have the ability to get the knowledge, get the licenses, understand what I'm doing, I'm going to do it. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to teach my kids to do that since now I could do, (laughs) you know, you know, and like, I know I want to do better than what my parents did. You know, my Mm -hmm. My parents, they work so hard, and now they're in their 60s, and they don't have, you know, everybody thinks you work hard during your life that it's going to, like, magically take care of itself. Mm-hmm. It's no. it's not. I mean, it's they are struggling. Yeah. You know, my mom is, is working right now, yeah. and then my father, I mean, his health is either great or it's failing, mm-hmm. and um, they're not set up. They're not set up for long term for, they're not set up for living. Yeah. You know what I mean? They are like, that's kind of, that's some scary things to Mm -hmm. say. But then, um, you know, I want to do better. I know that you were talking about your dad had to work to make ends meet. Man, my dad has worked so hard that he's trashed his body, basically. I mean, his knees are just messed up. He's had um, shoulder problems. Mm -hmm. I mean, like their bodies are ran ragged and now they don't get to keep, they don't get to stop using those ragged out bodies. Right. They can't enjoy and just relax. Yeah. There's no enjoy. There's like, Mm -hmm. uh, we gotta, they've got to keep going. Yeah. So no, I, 
I don't want that. I mean, my husband, I mean, he's had seven knee surgeries. He's ragging that body out, right? And he's had two wrist surgeries. And so we, everything that we do, like even the way that we put up our hay Mm -hmm. is evolving. Okay. So like we used to have to, now I don't know if you know anything about hay, Alina. Okay. (laughs) So you got to have hay for winter. You don't prepare correctly, then your Mm -hmm. animals are hungry. Okay. Okay. So like, um, we used to have to cut the hay and then bale it. Okay, then it's in bales. And then we would have to stack those bales, then go around, load them onto a trailer, move that trailer into like somewhere so we could keep it dry, mm-hmm. then unload it and stack it into the barn. And then whenever we go to feed it, we'd pick it up to feed it. Okay, so we're touching this hay like, I don't know, like five, six <laughs> times, right? We're touching this hay. But now we know that we're getting older And we've got it where we've got this thing, I think it's called an accumulator, Mm -hmm. which it's able to grab the hay and stack it onto the trailer. And then we can grab it with that machine and then stack it into our barn. So now we only have to pick it up once. Mm -hmm. We only pick it up when it's time to feed. So like that preparation, that took us a long time to get to that point in our life to Mm -hmm. be able to do that. So I don't know why people aren't like hey I need to put back a little bit so I can um, get prepared for for retirement so why do you think that is why do you think people put it off they just not into reality you know I think the biggest issue is that we don't have a very good financial education in this country. Oh, girl. Amen they don't to that. teach that. They don't mm. teach you staying out of debt. They don't. There's something called like um, a banker's rule, and it talks about um, how to make sure that the interest you're getting is going to, you know, basically double your money for you. And that's one thing that, I mean, when I learned about that, that blew me away because I'm like, okay, you know, when I start my investment, I'm going to, I have plenty of years ahead of me. So I'm going to start off with understanding why the rate of return is so important because that's going to be a million dollar difference in the end. And everybody thinks a million dollars is a lot. It's not. I know. It's not. Boy, saying that to someone right now that, you know, like if somebody, let's say they make $35,000 and then mm -hmm. here we are saying a million's not enough. That right there just seems like, that seems really hard to choke down. Yeah, but see, the people don't realize that, let's just say I want to retire in 30 years and Mm -hmm. have, want to have 30 grand a year coming in. Um, 30 years from now, I'm actually going to need about 70... 70 something thousand to live the 30,000 type of lifestyle today. Right. So in order for me to pull that for about what, 20 years of retirement, I need to have a million sitting in that IRA by the time I hit my retirement time. So it, it's not that we're trying to be excessive. It's you do need a million at least. You just, if you start sooner, you'll, you know, that's very doable. Right. So whenever I, okay, I don't know. I think you knew that I used to be a science teacher. Mm -hmm. I used to put this big picture of this elephant on the wall. And then I would have everything that I had to teach them put on another little piece of paper. Mm -hmm. And it was like, how do you eat an elephant? And the answer is one bite at a time. So after we would complete a unit, I would put a fork on that (laughs) little piece of paper you know what? And by the end of the year, they were like, wow, we achieved mm-hmm. this. I mean, it was like 120 things I had to teach them in a school yeah. year. It was, there was more things I had to teach them than there were days of the actual school, you know, when we yeah. could actually teach things. So like people don't understand that mm-hmm. these little bitty 
um, these little bitty steps is what, and it's consistency. Consistency is so That's going to make it where they can have this financial independence. Yes. So they've got, I mean, like, I want to lose 100 pounds, okay? Well, I can't be like, I want to lose 100 pounds. Like, boom, okay, no. (laughs) It's going to have to be me making choices at every meal, every hour, not, I mean, it's going to take this consistency, Mm -hmm. you know, because we know that the tortoise beat the hare, Mm -hmm. and you're talking, (coughs) excuse me, you're talking about the biggest tortoise of all that people need to get started into the race, which is, which is um, investments Mm -hmm. for their retirement, paying off debt, Making sure you have life insurance, right? Um, yeah, because if you if you if you do not have life insurance and you don't think you can afford it, you cannot not afford it. Not afford it, right? Exactly. Because all what's the point of all of this stuff? If you have children, mm-hmm. if you have a significant other, you need to have life insurance, yeah. and it's not that much per month. It's not no, and it's really. In most cases, it's less than a cell phone bill. And I always tell people that, you know, it's the one and only bill that you will pay that'll step in and take care of the rest of your bills. None of the others will do that for you. Oh, see, that's smart. Because, like, if something happened, that money would pay everything. The rest of the bills, yep. Because people are like, well, I've got my, you know, my phone bill. I've got my TV bill. I've got all these different things I'm trying to pay off. I'm like... I see what you're saying, but if your income is gone, which pays for all that, mm-hmm. how's that all going to get paid? Is it just going to get passed on to your spouse or kids or whatever? Right. You know. Well, and you know what I have found is that people make money and time for things that they want to make money and time for. Right. Like, I wanted to go to the Olympics. I literally moved to this state to train with a person so I could try to go to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. You know, I could have said, oh, my gosh, it's too big of a goal. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. I'm not good enough. Or I could just shut up and do it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I end up not making it to the Olympics, but I did some amazing things. So, like, you don't have to be perfect on stuff, but you need to sit down and talk to someone and find out what the actual, Mm -hmm. what it's actually going to cost you and what it actually does you can buy a smaller policy right so like alina if they wanted to talk to you mm-hmm. okay how do they how do they find well okay this last name right sherbina sherbina <laughs> so uh-huh. underneath her name i have the word share and then i put a dash and then bean <laughs> then i put a dash and then uh Sherbina, but it is not spelled that way at all. It is not. It's got a crazy spelling. So here, listen to this, people. So it's S-H-C-H-E-R. So that's got to be the share. Mm-hmm. And then the Bina is B-I-N-A. <laughs> okay, so share. So S-H-C-H-E-R-B-I-N-A. Mm-hmm. So that's Sherbina. So how do they find you? So I have a local branch location in Sedalia. Um, I'm going to 
tell you my address and phone number. So okay. the best way to reach out is just either pop by our office or give me a call. Now, I understand you have a lot of listeners out of state. Mm-hmm. I am licensed in uh, eight states for investments and five states for insurance. So I've been doing a lot of Zooms because a lot of states are so being shut down. So what are those states? Eight states. Wait, hold on. You said eight states for investments in five states for insurance yes okay yes. so eight and five okay so man I hope I hear mm-hmm. I see all of y'all in Ohio that's been listening to me and I see all of y'all in Washington state <laughs> Florida is a huge listener to me mm-hmm. and Texas and then okay. Maryland hey Maryland I see you it's really hard for me to like um color in your state because <laughs> I have a I have a state map for every podcast that I do uh-huh. so do you have your states I do okay. so I've got Missouri Georgia California Kentucky North Carolina South Carolina and Washington you have Washington I do oh. have Washington <laughs> I have family in Washington hey there Spokane I seen you the other day mm-hmm. I seen you listening to my stuff and then South Carolina. Do you know that I hardly have any listeners in South Carolina, but North Carolina, they listen up. Well, I think they must like my twang. I'll be sharing this podcast with all my South Carolina people. Hey, y'all. <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> yeah. And then so, for the insurance, I'm in Missouri, California, Georgia, Kentucky, and uh, Washington as well. Okay. So th- mm-hmm. say those again for the insurance. Yes. Missouri, California, Georgia, Kentucky, and Washington. It's like the weirdest combo in the world. I know. It's where my family's at, though. Oh, okay. That's why. Because I'm like, you know, to me, if I can help uh, people that are most important to me, Mm -hmm. I I mean, I love everybody, but my family, they got to know this stuff, you know? So so for my big boss mares, I'm going to talk about the day that I went in to, um, to meet with them and shared my mission with being on the health board and stuff okay so because I want you to realize that she's just a regular mom just messing up every day okay (laughs) requiring forgiveness so her daughter had like smashed the living bejesus out of her finger okay and then while we were there she got a phone call because uh forgot the lunch Forgot her lunch, yep. so she was like, "Can you share your lunch with your friend? Like, get your like one of the friends. Like, can you share lunch with him? Like, so here she are. She is. She's one of. We have a term around here called a mamapreneur. Uh huh. Oh yeah. So you know we, but that's okay. So here's like a high achieving um, female, rocking and rolling, and just. It's okay. We just fail forward. Right. We don't ever fail. We right. just fail forward. You just keep on going. But I was just like, look oh at you, girl. Gosh. You're struggling today. Yes. that It was one of those days. I'm like, Johnny, I'm sorry, baby. Can you share with your cousin who goes to the same school? I'm like, I'll pack extra next time. <laughs> You just have to laugh um, about that stuff, though, because we're all human here, yes. and we're all just trying to, like, look out for our families. You know, yeah. like, the females, you know, that's what we're designed to do is to look out for people, and if you don't if you don't get some life insurance, you're not going to be able to look out for people. I mean, and then, I don't even, do y'all sell long-term disability, or y'all focus on life? Uh, no, we. that's one thing that we do not. Okay. Um. Which is fine. Yeah. I know that I'm, um, that was, I had someone look through my stuff and that was the only hole that mm-hmm. we had 
was long-term disability. So, but, but I can look into connecting you to somebody that does because I know um, we used to be able to offer that, and then um, the company that we worked with, um, basically we just uh, lost the connection and mm-hmm. decided to go with you know, someone else or for a time being not offer the product. Right. Um, but I know some people that I can connect you with to get okay. some information on that for sure. So the people that I bring onto this podcast mm-hmm. – I want people to realize, like, it's Big Boss Mirror with Brandy Von Holten. Like, I put my name out there, and so I'm not, I'm not going to connect you with somebody that's scamming you because I've done business with them, and I'm, I'm not going to be scammed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, like, you need to know your person. That's just like my bankers. Mm-hmm. Every person that I bank with, and we bank with, like, three different banks, I know them. You know what I mean? They know me. They look out for products that would help me. And I know my bankers. I know I there was a hole. I did not realize there was such a hole in the life insurance. But now I feel so much more secure because I'm like, well, you know, it's going to happen one of these days. And if it happens, then it gives me a lot of a lot of security knowing that things will be taken care of. And it's nice to know the person, right. you know. Um, it's nice to know that, you know, she forgot her son's lunch and he had to share, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's just human, you know what I mean? Right. She's not going to mess up on your insurance. I'm just telling you that because I want you to relate to her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, so the fact that, you know, my husband... My husband's like a good old boy. He's a country boy. I mean, he's fourth generation German, but like, you know, he's all he's all country welding and all that stuff. And um, whenever I had told him, I was like, "Hey, I'm inviting Alina come over. She's going to look at our stuff." He was like, rawr, rawr, rawr. "I'm like, <laughs> my old bear was growling, right?" Mm-hmm. Well, oh, I didn't call him old. I meant like O L E, but then um, or O L with an apostrophe. But then whenever she was here and was able to talk to him, mm-hmm. um, he was like, okay, we're going to do this. You know, so yeah. the fact that he found value in it whenever he was like, we already got life insurance. You already paid it. You already did all this. But then there were holes. Mm-hmm. So I, what I'm saying by that, like my man, my man, my, man <laughs> my husband is a man of few words. And if he found value in it, I always, whenever he says that he likes something or dislikes something, it it means a lot because he, uh, I mean, like, girl, you should hear him talk about his garage doors that he, that he bought in Sedalia. He's like, oh, these move up and down so good. And look how good it locks. Like whenever that man puts his stamp of approval on something, it means something. Like whenever he tells me I look good, then I'm like, oh, I must look real good because usually he don't say <laughs> nothing. I'm like, oh my gosh. So, anyways, okay. So, how do they get in touch with you? Okay, so I'm gonna give you uh, the address to my local office and also give you my phone number, so the office number, so they could reach out to me. But like I was saying, um, uh, I've been doing a lot of zooms with people because you know they're not able to get out. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna. I'm going to give you that information. My office number is 660-851-0801. Again, 660-851-0801. And uh, we're located at 1313 West 16th Street, Suite 100. And that's Sedalia, Missouri, 65301. Okay. 
Um, or, you know what, if one of my listeners is just like, hey, how you get in touch with that life insurance girl? Mm-hmm. I'll be able to give them your phone number. Okay. Yeah. That'd be perfect. Yeah. I have several people like, like artists and things like that. They yeah. might be like, what, who is this girl? Whatever. Mm-hmm. And they'll just remember a topic. Yeah. And then if they need to get, ever get in touch with anybody that's on any of our podcasts, I don't mind. Like if you weren't able to get that wrote down, mm-hmm. make sure and just reach out to me. And so. I just want to just kind of end with this, like, finances don't have to be complicated. I know the industry likes to make it sound like, oh, you need all this and that, like this degree and whatever to be able to understand this. To me, the most important thing is that my clients understand exactly what they've got and that it's going to get them to their goals and dreams. Like I like to simplify it and use examples that I use with my kids. Right. I teach them about investing now too. And so I can't be saying like these hypothetical crazy words, whatever, you know, I have to use stuff that they could understand. Right. And um, a lot of the industry likes to use these like jargons, you know, just to look smart and make it complicated, but it's it's really not. Yeah. There's like, they're trying to, if, if they can't get you to understand it, Mm -hmm. then it feels like they're trying to like pull something over you. Yeah. They're trying to push something way too fast and make you feel like you're a little bit lesser. So you should agree with them because they're so much smarter than you. Yeah. And I'll be the first person in the world. Like even on this podcast, I'm like, Hey, say it again, say it again. Mm -hmm. Just because, I mean like, Oh my gosh, whenever our, our, uh, our mortgage, I was like, I need you to say it in a different way. So don't say the same words, but say it in a different way. Mm -hmm. And they were able to do that. Yeah. If you have, that's the same thing with horseback riding lessons. Mm -hmm. If you don't understand something, I mean, you're on an animal that weighs a thousand pounds. If you don't understand, (laughs) and they're a bunch of ding dongs, like most of the time. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're so goofy, but if you don't understand something, and somebody answers you and you still don't understand, you have got Ask. to speak up. Yeah, and say, yeah. please say it differently. Please give me an example. Do that again. And if they can't, then stop because there's a problem. There okay, is. there's a problem for sure. Okay, so her name is Alina Sherbina. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> Thank you. Thank uh, you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. All right, y'all have yeah. a big boss mayor day. All right, having, I'll see you next time, and thanks for tuning in.